welcome to this glorious mess, Big Kids. It's Mama Mia's podcast for parents who know that the perfect metaphor for parenting is trying to stand up in a hammock without spilling your wine, which is sometimes also what you're actually doing when you're parenting. Yeah, and it's sometimes what you're doing when you're just hanging out. Exactly. My name is Holly Wainwright. I work here at Mama Mia. I've got two primary school age kids and we are all currently crammed in a house together with our dog, with my partner Brent, getting through ISO life. Right, and I'm Andrew Daddo, and I've got three teenage children, and we're we're fortunate we're not totally crammed together, but we are definitely all together with the dog who sleeps inside from five thirty in the morning. I, I've never told you this. My middle daughter is highly allergic to the dog. Oh no! Well, like dust mites and things like that, and yet she begs to have the dog sleep on her bed. Oh! So then, in the middle of the night, you'll hear this. <laughs> Oh, like you just go, Jesus. Dogs are too adorable, as I'm finding out with my LV dog. She is the best. She is just bringing all the sunshine. Yeah. The best thing that's happening now in our house is that Matilda's got rollerblades and she walks LV with her rollerblades and LV just pulls her along. And it's just the cutest, best thing that ever happened. Yeah, I love your growing level of love. <laughs> exactly. Now, don't forget, guys, that you can also listen to our sibling show, TGM Little Kids with Tegan Natoli and Lee Campbell. They've got little babies. This show is officially for people with kids aged over five, but there are no rules. Yeah. And you can listen to whatever you want. Yeah, you can listen to this because it's a sign of what could be coming. It's true. Today we're talking about schools, specifically them being open or closed. It's what parents are talking about all over the country. Plus, as always, we'll be sharing our nails and fails. But first, a little check-in on how we're doing for lols in isolation land. Andrew Daddo, I have to tell you that I had to lol quite loudly when I looked at the internet this week and I saw that there are some people who are calling their babies names like hand sanitizer, oh my God. corona and COVID in this age of coronavirus. So Hull sent, um, sent me the article that's related to this and now it's weird because all these names, in the article anyway, are either from India or Manila. Yep. Right, which was, that's what was, so sanitizer was Indian and that was from India's... Um, Deccan Herald. <laughs> Apparently it's kind of a tribute to the times. Whatever, right? <laughs> so there's a lockdown. There's twins called Corona and COVID. So I mean, that's a thing. That's something to carry, isn't it? It really is. And also it's funny because they said they wanted to make this day memorable because they were, you know, the delivery was hard and everything. Yeah. Look, in my world... Any day you have a baby is memorable and you can call your kids whatever you want. But I can tell you, and I know that you feel differently about this and we'll talk about it. I will not be looking back fondly on this time. Uh, you think you <laughs> might be, right? You you think you might be. Tell me tell me about your newfound zen. Um, well, my phone doesn't work, so I've, I don't have a phone, which is like pretty good. And then it's kind of, I get the feeling like, well, I feel like I'm on holidays because Jackie's on holidays. So she works at a school. So she actually is properly on holidays and she's like loving it and finding all the jobs. So now I'm doing jobs. I did an inventory on the power tools I've used in the last three days. Now that's a happy place for me personally. So yes. I've got, 
I've got three drills. They've all been used. Um, the electric saw, the jigsaw, the angle grinder, the drop saw, the router will get out today. <laughs> so basically you and Jackie are doing DIY. You're using ISO, as many people are, because this is why Bunnings is so busy. But you're using ISO to do lots of housey stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we painted the back doors and then the front door of the garage got painted. This is all leading to my theory about whether you're finding isolation life, in inverted commas, a positive or negative experience. It relies on two variables. Yeah. One of them is how old your children are. <laughs> and the other one is whether or not you have to work. Yeah. Right? Because you've had all your jobs cancelled, right? Now, I know that's not a positive thing. I'm not pretending it is. It's a really negative thing. And there are lots of people all around Australia yeah. whose work has dried up and that's bringing them stress in lots of different ways. But they don't have time stress. They've got different stresses. But... If you don't have to work in this moment and you can kind of treat it like a holiday, it's different. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, because I'm lucky that Jackie's still full-time. She's still full-time working, so we still have an income. Yes. Like the first two weeks, I was stressed. Yeah. And I don't really get stressed. <laughs> don't really do stress very well. Yeah, you were. And it's always insecure, right? Yeah, it's always insecure. So it was. I was very wound up. And then I said to the kids the last night of the night before, I said, I think I'm actually feeling all right now because... At least I've relaxed with it. And it's a chance to actually teach yourself new skills. So I've learned how to catch sandworms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Our realities are so different. No, no, I love it. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, look, occasion. if you go to the beach any through summer, you'll see someone somewhere, an old bloke with a bucket hat or something, trying to, you know, waving a snotty rag around in the sand it's actually really difficult and it's quite zenish and then yes and people stop and they tell you how they do it and you might get one or two there was an old lady called joy who watched me for 45 minutes and i finally got one and she cheered you know so there's small bits of joy if you give yourself up to the virus and you luckily find yourself in a place where you can do such things resistance is futile and i think that that is one of the keys to this is if you go with it Anyway, I'm not going to moan about how I'm not finding my life that relaxing because everybody's sick of listening to me moan. <laughs> so, <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, Hole, I think it's okay to have a whinge. Yes. Everyone's conversation is the same. We're all talking about the same thing. But what amuses me a little bit is that I don't reckon anyone has a clue what's going on. And that, I don't mean that in a rude way. We just don't know. Yeah. So, you know... You, you might as well have a whinge. I know. I just think, I think if you've got little kids at home and you're trying to entertain them without all your usual crutches of taking them to the park, which you can do, but not constantly, going to play dates, doing this, doing that, other people, classes, sport, I think that it's quite a stressful time. But you're right. I think that what we're all doing is just finding our way through it now. And hopefully we can all see a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, which is going to make life a bit easier for us. I'm fine. I don't know why it's coming out all loud and squeaky, because really, I'm fine. Everybody listening, I want you to think about where are your kids right now? Are they at school? Because obviously some, some states are still on holidays, some are not on holidays. Some states have their schools open, some schools don't. Or are they in the living room? following your meticulously put-together, colour-coded homeschooling chart? Or are they in front of a laptop on a Zoom call? Or are they struggling through a Google Classroom timetable? If you've got school-aged kids, depending on where you are in the country, 
the rules about where your kids are right now are all different and they all bring their own stresses. And it's all any parent with school age kids that I know is talking about is one thing, which is when are they going back? (laughs) When will they get out of my house and go back? Now, Andrew, your kids are teenagers and your kid who is doing year 11, am I right? Yeah, yeah. She, you say that she's doing really well. She's follow, She's take, taking it seriously, following her video classes on her own. Is that is that still going really well? Well, she's on holidays at the moment, but so, for you know the school holidays. But I, I believe it's going well. So I'm not going to sit there and say to her, "What work have you done today?" I'm just saying. Well, I'm not saying any. How's school? And she goes, "Yeah, it was good." And I'm just accepting that because I think that's a better. It's just better to accept that for now than going, show me your work and putting heat on it. So in that sense, it's it's going really well. She appears to be applying herself and she's quite happy. I think she just misses the social aspect of, you know, like seeing friends and talking to friends. But then, you know, they've had like three years or four years of practice at that anyway with just texting and yeah. that sort of visa. But otherwise, I think, I, th- I think she's pretty good. Actually, you know, I, I really do think that's working for it but she's self-motivated if you know I guess if you're not self-motivated there could be another issue yeah so I have my next door neighbors they have a high school age kid and because they're still both working outside the home she works in prisons so you know prisons you have to still keep going to work he's um, a builder and obviously building sites are still happening so they're leaving their teenager at home to do his schoolwork and surprise surprise he's not doing any yeah so I think I think that there's that challenge for parents of older kids and I think for younger for parents of younger kids it's about the level of supervision that you need to get them working so my son Billy is not um, capable of doing his work on his own so he needs you to sit there with him the whole time which is not really possible when you're trying to work and my older daughter Matilda is more likely to do that but because she's got this list of of lessons that she can pick and choose from obviously she's not she's only choosing the things she likes so basically there's a level of supervision required from parents that I think is one of the things that's really stressing them out and the big discussion that's going on nationally is obviously the prime minister has said he really wants schools to be open and then the premiers of every state are making their own calls about that. And in New South Wales, the schools go back next week. And a lot of parents I know who are in a similar situation to me are debating whether or not they can send their kids back, even if what they're actually doing is the same thing they'd be doing at home, which is following this list of Google Classroom activities, but they'd be looked after by a teacher and not by you. And I think it comes with this massive dose of guilt if you're pondering that because you're like a is it irresponsible and b am i just palming off a problem at a difficult time what do you think i I know how you're feeling about this and i think what so this is just it's only my opinion the other part to this that no one's sort of talking about is the mental health of the parents yeah or maybe they are talking about it we've been discussing on mama mia a lot about teachers obviously teachers safety is absolutely paramount and There are lots of different viewpoints on that. But I know that, for example, at my local school, they've implemented all these social distancing rules. So no parents are going into the school. You've got to drop off from the gate. You're not interacting with anybody. The kids are. And I understand why teachers are feeling very antsy about that. 
But it also appears around the world that there have not been a million cases of kids giving teachers COVID. There hasn't been a whole lot of outbreaks around schools. And I think that as we're getting more and more of this information, and we know that schools are protecting their vulnerable teachers, so older teachers, teachers with immune issues, I don't know. I feel like it's something we, we're going to have to... I, I My suspicion is that when term two starts in New South Wales next week, and I know it's different all over the country, and the Premier has said that she's going to open up, that she's going to encourage parents to send their kids for classroom teaching one day a week from May the 11th, which just is so confusing and mixed messages and infuriating. Yeah. My suspicion is a lot more kids will be going back to school next week than they were in the last week of term. Yeah, and I suspect what will happen within the schools. No school's going to turn around and go, okay, so I'm sorry, Holly, you work for a media organisation. No, I'm sorry, that's not essential services. Well, hang on a second, maybe, like, Jesus. No one's going to turn you away, right? And I think the judgement, you know, aren't we in the middle of a bit of a no, not no judgement, but, geez, like, you know, everyone's circumstances are different no one knows we don't live in like palatial houses like the hollywood movie stars yes it's just not like that for the rest of the world so where the children can be in another wing yes hello <laughs> kids has anyone seen the kids <laughs> so exactly i mean i understand that you're beating yourself up and i understand why you're doing it because you feel like you probably could be doing the wrong thing but i think by the same token you could also be doing the right thing and we're all going to look back at the end of this, I'm certain, and everyone's going to go, oh, we didn't need to do that, or we should have done that. There's going to be a stack of that. Yeah. Cross your fingers, you slip under the radar. <laughs> your bit, bit misses out on the, uh, on, the, on the finger wagging, you know? I'd love to know what all of our listeners think about this, because obviously it's the thing that everybody's talking about. And I know that some people are really enjoying having their kids home and homeschooling them. And I know that some women have, and, and, and men, but some women have given up work for a time or have stepped back from work for a time to do it. I'd love to know what everybody thinks. So please tell us. You can call us on our pod phone, which is 028999386, or you can email us at tgm at mamamia.com.au, or you can jump in the Facebook group, which is Mamma Mia Parents, and tell us what you think. As we talked about last week, you know, there is a feeling like we should be going, this is a great time for families and spending time together, but it's not necessarily like that. So if it's not necessarily like that for you, then, you know, don't bash yourself up about that either. Yeah. Wise words, Andrew. You know Gabby Stroud, who we had on this show a while ago. She's a teacher. She's written two books. She's great. She was on Q&A last week on the ABC and she was talking about this and she said two things that really resonated with me. She said, it's a moment to ask yourself what matters, what really matters. And maybe what really matters is a house that isn't full of stress and anxiety. And she also said, which I thought was very profound, she said, the only thing that kids are really learning right now is how you deal with a crisis. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. And I think that if if you're like, they're not probably, and I know this is different for different age kids, but they're probably not massively excelling academically in this time because teachers aren't babysitters. Teachers have are really skilled at what they do and they know how to teach kids in a way that parents, unless you're a teacher and a parent, probably don't. But she was saying, but what you are teaching them is this is how we behave when everything goes the way we didn't think it was going to go. Yeah. Nailed it. You failed it. Hey, listen, nailed and failed. This week, what joyous news do you have? <laughs> what have you What have you done? 
to look back on and celebrate. We've got to laugh about this, even though it's not funny. I broke my finger, Andrew. Oi, how? Yelling at my children. (laughs) (laughs) How? (laughs) That is a true story. So on Friday... The kids were doing something I didn't want them to be doing, whatever, and I was trying to get them out of the house and I got really antsy as per our previous conversation and I did like big Latin hand gestures, you know, like your arms are flying around. I'm like, for God's sake, kids, why don't you just... And I and I whacked my hand into the wall really hard. Like it was really weird, you know, in that moment where you're just like, oh, that was silly. And then I went, ow, that really hurt. And then by the weekend, my fingers all swollen up and now I can't move it. And I'm like, I actually broke my finger yelling at my children. Have you been to the doctor to get it set or anything? No, I'm just moaning about it. <laughs> just go to the doctor. But you can't fix broken fingers, Andrew. You just have to strap them up and wait for them to get better. Sometimes, Holly, you have to fix a broken finger if it hasn't, if it's not sitting the right way. Yeah, well, that, that might be true. You don't want to end up with knuckles like my grandmother, which was like five ball bearings. And... <laughs> that is definitely the way it's going. It's my index finger and it definitely looks like somebody else's finger at the moment. Okay. All right. <laughs> just go to the doctor and just say, I think I broke my finger doing the did you go like this for god's sake how many times have I told you and i flung my hand out in expression like ah oh, you guys yeah and whack did you pretend it didn't hurt yeah of course oh fantastic you know you have to do that in a moment like that where you've, you're full of bravado and confidence and i know how I'd, and i i pretend it didn't hurt until it really really hurt and then i was like oh i think i broke my finger and matilda was like well mum you shouldn't be yelling at us like that. I was like, damn you to hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> See, Mum, you've done the wrong thing, and look what God did to you. Exactly. Tell me how you went this week. Okay, so you remember last week I said that we were going to watch Body Melt, which is a horror splatter film in 1993? Yes. We watched it. I, w- I put some pictures of that up on my socials. Yeah. So we sat down. The whole fact we had dinner. I said, okay, it's body melt night tonight. So we sat down. Now, just let me preface this by saying, I, th- I actually think this is a really good time for us as parents to pull out our old photos and our brag book things. And, our, you know, this is a medal I won. It's like just so- show our kids something about our history, you know, so they know something other than you finger-breaking, screaming <laughs> lunatic do you know what I mean I do like you know like because it's actually kind of fun for us to look back anyway so the first scene in this film Body Melt is a nude scene and the daughters turned around and said dad you did a porno and I said no 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 it it gets better anyway it's hilarious it's weird I had a really high voice so I just the the nail of it I think is that they get to see something else and I think the if there's a lesson or whatever it's it's a really good idea to just pull out some of your old stuff and share those stories because this it actually is a good time to share the stories of your past like you know you you posted something about your brother being a virtual DJ in a you know yeah so when my brother was in his twenties and thirties he was a, he was a, quite a big deal DJ Tom Wainwright in Manchester anyway. He did this big virtual concert thing as part of the Hacienda, this big nightclub experience. I showed my son Billy and he was like, my uncle is a DJ? And I'm like, well, no, he's a solicitor. But he was. (laughs) 
he was once yeah. a superstar DJ, and they were so impressed. It's true. I think that there is a there is a bit of walking down memory lane at the yeah, moment. Yeah, and and for sure, you've got photos of you know the Holly Wainwright. You know, like because in <laughs> look, put it this way: put yourself forward thirty years. Your kids are going to look back, and in, in twenty years, they're going to read your books and go, "Oh my god, mom." Yeah. I hope so. You seriously going to put that word on the first page of a novel? <laughs> I know. Well, that's true. I can't. My I can't let my kids read the books because there are too many swear words. But I think it's true. Brent is going back and he's getting all these old photos and scanning them in. He seems to have more time than me. Funny that. And uh, <laughs> he's really enjoying sharing those with the kids. So I think you're right. I think it might be a moment for that. Yeah. I think that's all we've got time for on this week's this glorious mess. We are going to be back in your ears next week, but please share your nailed and failed with us. All the numbers I gave earlier on in the Facebook group, Mom Mere Parents, please jump in, tell us how you're doing, what's going right, what's going wrong. This episode of This Glorious Mess is brought to you by Mama Mia, and this episode is produced by Priya Tahirzadeh. We'll see you next week. Good on your whole. Look after yourself, eh? Wash your hands. I will. Bye. <laughs>